everyone. This is Michelle Buteau, special guest on Two Dope Queens and host of Late Night Whenever. If you haven't heard my new podcast, what you waiting for? Get on it. It's like a late night talk show, but a podcast. And you can listen to it whenever. <laughs> get it? And I get to hang out with my really good friend, my musical director, my black Dr. Phil, Rob Lewis. Hi, Rob. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it so much fun? This is hilarious. <laughs> this is great. And the guests and you, and it's just magic. Black girl magic. Black guy magic. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I just got a lady boner. Anywho, here's an episode for you two dope queens fans. This one features me, of course, my best friend, Rob Lewis. Mm-hmm. <gasps> that was the first time I ever called you my best friend. Oh, I call you my bestie all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah, Should we get one of those chains that like are like two hearts but like break? You know what I mean? The old Hell school no. like go to. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know? Anyways, it's us and our foolishness. Also, Ben Sinclair and Daniel Brooks. How amazing. So much wisdom there. So much wisdom. So much cool. God, they're so delightful. I'm just saying, give it a whirl. And not enough people use the word whirl. Now enjoy the motherfucking show! Now the host of Late Night Whenever, please give it up for Michelle Buteau. What's up, New York City? Make some motherfucking noise! What's up? Welcome to Late Night Whenever. I'm your host, Michelle Buteau. Take my my black Dr. Phil, Rob Lewis, everybody. What up? Hello. Damn. Cardio is real. I am out of breath and I walked up two steps. Stop it. I can't. I need a Gatorade already. You guys look cute as fuck. I'm just saying. So when I was getting ready for the show, I was doing laundry, which is always like a uh moment for me. And I'm married. And so I always like split my laundry between me, husband, and house. And I was like, oh my God, I have this roommate for the rest of my life. And I was like thinking about like the best and worst roommate I ever had. Also, I like to say his dick is my new roommate because up close and personal, ow. (laughs) I look at it a lot. If you're in a relationship, you look at that person's crotch more than their doctor, it's insane. Don't get soft on me, bitches. We're only getting started. But here's a tip if you have to be in someone's crotch. Put on sunglasses. It's just a whole new wild ride. You're welcome. So I went to college in Miami. I'm originally from Jersey. I went to college in Miami. And I'm like, I always want to live in New York City because my mom never wanted to take me to New York City. And I'm like, I'm going to go to New York City and be Puerto Rican. Um... <laughs> because I'm not Puerto Rican, but everyone thinks I am Puerto Rican in New York City. And they were like, mommy, mommy. I'm like, I ain't got kids, but I like this shit. Like, (laughs) always wanted to live in New York City. Finally got an apartment. And I was like, I can't afford this shit. (laughs) 
And so I had to find a roommate. And I met this girl just like hanging out at the bars. And she was gorgeous. She was like one of those people that everyone's always nice to. And I'm like, oh, she should be my roommate because it'll be an easier life. (laughs) So we lived together. And she was my first roommate and my last roommate because she was batshit crazy. And she also was obsessed with olive oil. So she always had it on her hair and skin. And all our doorknobs were like, (laughs) slippery as fuck, Rob. It was like the whole house smelled like Olive Garden. Then she had this all white cat named Cocaine. You can't make this shit up. And this cat looked like the devil. (laughs) This cat had like one blue eye, one red eye. And I was like, cat's supposed to look like that? (laughs) And this cat was so fucking rude. Like my door would be closed. This cat would figure out how to open the fucking door. (laughs) Then I would just be sleeping and wake up and the cat would be on my head. I was like, this cat doesn't know black girl hair rules. You can't be touching my hair, bitch. But this is like in my early 20s. I'm just like, New York is so expensive. I have to be with somebody. I have to live with somebody. And I just realized there was like so many do's and don'ts when you live with someone. For instance, she was quiet. And I realized when you live with a quiet person, they get comfortable and they don't shut the fuck up. If you're laughing, you're probably the quiet person. Cause you gotta edit, girl. You need to fucking wrap it up. <laughs> and when the walls are so thin, it's like you wanna talk shit about somebody so bad, but you can't. It's in, oh, my ass is clenched right now just thinking about that shit. Those times, those fucking times. And I was like, you know what? I'm never gonna have a roommate again. I'm good. Like, I just work twice as hard to pay for my own shit. I got a studio and I would sit in the room and look at the whole room, the kitchen, the bathroom, the bedroom, everything in one fucking room. I was like, all mine, bitch. (laughs) Shit. You ever had a roommate? Mm, uh, College. Okay. Yeah, my first, uh, when I got to college, I was 17. I'm from Chicago, from South Side of Chicago. Um, Yeah, that's what's up. You guys, Uh, (laughs) you from Chicago? You just like the shy. Cool. That's what's up. Northside, right? Southside. Oh. Okay. How old are up. you? 28. Oh, she too young. Right. I mean, not to date, just to know each other. <laughs> what up, baby? Yeah, that's the right age to date. That is right. She going to H&R Block by herself? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you went to college young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Y'all went there? (laughs) Shit. And, um, yeah, I don't have a roommate from hell story. I got a story that... um, That's amazing. My dude, uh, John. Yeah. And um, this guy, he was just... uh, you know, and I'm, look, I'm real comfortable in my manhood, but I can really say that, like, this was a beautiful dude. Like, he was beautiful. He had baby blue eyes and yes, long Rob. hair. Like, all the girls would be like, yo, who's your roommate, Rob? And this dude was cool. He was real cool. Um, and what I remember the most is that he would get these care packages from his parents. He was from Virginia. And um, 
I wasn't getting care package. My tuition was a care package, so that was, <laughs> and that was it. Um, <laughs> Love me some federal funding. Come Straight through, up. Betsy DeVos. <laughs> I got you. I got us. He'd get these care packages from his mom and dad. Uh, they'd have these letters in there and canned goods and chips ahoy and Doritos and all this shit. And he'd be like, and he'd look over at me, he'd be like, yo, you know, Rob, whatever's in this care package is yours too. Aww. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and, and I remember that. And I never really took advantage of that until he was gone one time. I took some chips ahoy. But, uh, <laughs> Did you dunk that shit in milk? Nah, I didn't have no milk. Oh. <laughs> You know how much milk costs in college? <laughs> nah. This is so sad. But yeah. Nah. Milk and cookies. Yeah, for, for my first year in college, yeah, John. So I don't know where he is, but I wish him well, because I remember that story. Uh, oh, I remember, my God, I remember that is so beautiful. That my yeah, right nipple absolutely. got hard. Listen, <laughs> before we get on with the show, on the count of three, can we all say thank you, John? Thank you. On the count of three, bitch. <laughs> Now I know who got high before coming to Late Night Whatever. That's for sure. One. Two. Three. Thank you, John. Aw, yeah. Let's get some more show happening. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> My first guest, what can I say? Oh, he's so good, he's bad. He's a writer, an actor, and the co-creator of the amazing series on HBO, High Maintenance. Please give it up for Ben Sinclair! Yes, Ben. Doing, boo. Oh wow! You know, yes. We were talking about some trippy shit backstage just now. What were now. you talking about? At you the, want some prosecco? Yes, I do. Perfect. Uh, how awesome music is, and how it cuts straight to your soul, mm. whereas other art forms kind of engage your brain. Music just gets to who you are, yes. like right there. Oh man, I don't know. It was a nice time. She's are we so talking great. about a particular artist? No. No, we're talking about the, the idea of music as a whole. Yeah. I love that. I mean, of course. It's true. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you a genius? We were also discussing, <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing how I assign like mystical properties to people who really get music on a fundamental level. That's what's up. Yeah. Is that you? Um, Are you mystical? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rob. enigmatic. Yeah, enigmatic, yeah. for sure. I see yeah. that in your Wait a eyes. minute. I'm from Jersey. These words are big. <laughs> see, it's really trippy real fast with me. I guess that's what we're learning. No, I love it. Yeah. I, every time I see you, I feel like I'm on a very calm yoga retreat. Yeah, whoa. Yeah. You have that vibe. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know you were from Arizona. I am. What were you like growing up? Uh, youngest of four. I really wanted to get uh, attention because uh, everyone was tired, you know. I, it was like the end of the mm -hmm. thing. I was like, the party, the party. And then they're like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, learned how to kind of make my own party uh, growing up. 
What did I, you do? I was a little provocative, I would call myself. I like to get reactions out of people because it was like they were paying attention. That meant they were paying attention. Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Woo! <laughs> no, no, I love it. Were yeah. you streaking? Were you... Like, what were you doing? Oh, yeah. I liked... I used to get naked. I used to, like, get naked, like, early and be like... Well, like, four right, o'clock like, or, like, like okay. ten years old? <laughs> yeah. It's a different time for it. It's interesting. Yeah. Like I used to be at a like I'd I be at a party on a Friday night. I'd be at a party on a Friday night. The yeah. person whose party it was, it would, the party would be going out of control. Their parents would be so mad at them. And I'm like, I'm gonna clear this place out. And I get the I get completely naked. Yeah. And then uh, and I had a couple of friends who would get naked. And we would jump into the pool because I lived in Arizona and there was pool everywhere. It didn't mean you were upper class, but it also did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you jump into the pool, and then we play this game called Junk, where you had to uh -oh. put your penis on the other person in the pool for five seconds. Uh, so there's people grasping and writhing in the water. Oh, and you guys of... just need to fuck. Yeah. 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 If that's the yeah. game, were, were guys and girls involved? Uh, you know... Junk became somewhat popular in the Maricopa County. Wait a minute, County. who brought a sandwich in a plastic bag to the movie theater? Girl, what you got in there, soup? Your what? Flowers? Is it your birthday? Happy birthday, Oh, yeah, flowers. Happy birthday. Now shut the fuck up. I'm, I love you. And thank you so much for uh, diverting attention away from that topic I didn't mean to start talking no. about. Back I really appreciate that junk. diversion. That was pretty cool. Thank you. Um, You're a miracle. Do you remember Do you remember the first thing you ever created that you were proud of? Um, mm, my goodness, that's a nice question. You're welcome. I used to write little tiny short stories in funny fonts. Uh, and they used to be like two pages, single-spaced, on a word processor. I remember there was literally a story of like um, these creatures that shat grandfather clocks onto cities. Wow. Just flying over the cities, just shitting grandfather clocks. Out what onto a the waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I should just call this pull my finger instead of late night whenever. Um, Honestly, low-key, I didn't get that joke for like six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> He's the genius. Ben, you're the shit. Oh, you make me jump up and down. Now I'm out of breath again. You said you have siblings. Um, your sister's running for Congress. It's true. In Arizona. Oh, yeah. She's running for the Arizona 6th, 6th Congressional District. She's actually incredible. She's got like a PhD and she's related to healthcare and uh, she loves me. <laughs> your family's fascinating. Yeah, they're fun people. We're all like intense overachievers. I don't know that we would ever, like, be friends in the normal world. That's family, isn't we're, it, though? We're an interesting family. We're also pretty uh, Jewy. Uh, with My mother became a cantor when I was 12, so oh, wow. then we had, would go to Friday night services. And uh, I, ha I am going to posit that uh, 
that Jewish have- summer camps are, I think they turn their heads the other way when it comes to sexuality because they want everyone to be like, Jews, <laughs> sex. You do the math. I think that they want I'm Jews trying to, to do the math, but I'm bad at math. Did you oh, lose weird. your virginity at Jewish summer yeah. camp? Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? I got married at the summer camp where I lost my virginity. Also, wow. that is like the and that was not even planned. Uh, the marriage? I was just like I was just like we can get married at this place and we can do it for free and it's beautiful. So let's do it. And then I'm like, "Oh, and I lost my virginity here." <laughs> that is a very full circle moment. Yeah, quite nice, I thought. Yeah. I want to get I want to get into high maintenance, but you know, I don't know, because I, I, I really love you, and I really love you guys, and I don't know exactly how to talk about it. Oh, yeah. So I've talked about getting divorced to my co-creator a lot. I feel like so much has been said about right. it. And I'm so happy with what has been said because it feels nice and warm. But I, I wrote a haiku about it just to set it straight. Uh, Wait, can I set it up for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Obviously, you guys are fans of um, High Maintenance on HBO, which he co-created with his then-wife at the time. And then um, before season two or something like that, they got divorced. And um, I've seen a lot of your interviews, and uh, you know, I it must be so hard to talk about it over and over again. It's almost like you're picking the scab, I don't know, or if it's, maybe it's a healing process. So anyways, I'm setting it up for you, and you wrote a haiku about it. Yeah. She likes women. Oops. But we made this thing. Oh my God. That's so fucking cool. Aww. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. And that's pretty much all there is to say about yeah. it. Yeah. Can you talk about the show? Like, there's so many storylines, so many people. I love that you guys really kind of showcase the nitty and gritty of Brooklyn. You're not even from Brooklyn. Uh How you do that, Ben? (laughs) You know what I mean? If you ever have an outsider describe your neighborhood, you're like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) But I feel like you get it. But is it it's, true that you send your writers out to go people watch? Yeah, well, we've been kind of doing a little bit of... Uh, we have these buckets that we're setting up, and it's just, like, places, characteristics, anecdotes, like, moments. Like, I'm really trying to zoom in on a moment mm-hmm. and a physical action accompanying the moment that I can, where we can put on camera that looks cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, we're trying to write starting with the song, like be like, oh man, this song gets what feeling I want to get across. Right, like, right, right. why don't we just like get the rights that song and you... write an episode to it? Okay, the first episode. How did you pick music to that threesome, dude? So, we, so every moment, that every was moment we just wild. every moment we just go through this crazy search of of music of music that we can afford and what we'll have access to and fans of the show will cooperate with us all this all these variables but it really just has to be the best song and with that threesome I just put on and I love Sean Nicholas Savage I think he's so wonderful his voice is just so angelic and he's kind of cheesy and I love I mean I like him so much cheesy's uh, great uh, and then we put that song on, and I'm like oh man it seems like these people are best friends like I want to be I want to fuck these people like <laughs> like 
I would. I didn't think I would want to when they started, but like, look how much fun they're having. I was right there with you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, sure. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, hold, hold, hold the fucking front door. You're gonna do a dance movie about the Philippines prison flash mob? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How, how did you find them? Are you going to be like the Johnny Cash of Manila? <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Sp- <laughs> I can't speak too much about it. Uh, Why not? Be- I oh, can, okay. I can cause s- yeah, because we just announced it. Uh, but I'm working with this writer Abdullah Saeed, who was in High Maintenance. He played a, a client Uber driver, and then. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, and we're uh, writing this prison break slash dance movie. That's amazing. Um, I was stalking you on Instagram and I saw that you went to Hanoi uh-huh. and you bought a blow piano. So uh, I bought the blow. Did you play it a lot there? <sighs> it was like my passport to friendship. <laughs> Just walking around the fucking streets like a goddamn Pied Piper. So nobody was. Just. <laughs> Just Instagramming crazily everybody who I came across with no regard to whether they wanted to be photographed or not while I played them and serenaded them. So nobody was annoyed? Dude, that is... That sucks. It's who I am. I know, it doesn't suck. I would say, I would say Hanoi. Can you play something that's not expensive? Yeah, I'll play some. I'll just make Can up. Can you match it? So this this song is kind okay. of like if I were to make an American Tale, the movie An American Tale. The Fifle? Yeah, some sort of Ellis Island journey. Some sort of like I'm a kid lost and I'm Irish or what? You know, anything. This is what I would do. Tony-nominated singer and actress. She stars and owns Orange is the New Black. Please welcome Danielle Got a show? <laughs> yes, honey. Hey, Ben. Hi. 
it's what's so good up? to see you. Hey, Rob. Hey, what's up? Them boots are popping. Thank you. Holy shit. Okay, if you are listening to the podcast, her boots are like the um, patent leather black and white cookie. Like you about to say, I love it. You are so busy. You're one of the busiest women I know. Girl. You're so busy. But this is what I love about you, too. You always find time to be social. Like, Thanks. you're putting events together for, like, women to come together and, like, New Year's and stuff. Yeah. Like Michelle came to my house. Or, yeah, you came to my yeah. house. Or the, like... I got too drunk, so I had to leave. But we, like, did this whole makeup thing where yeah, it was my makeup awesome. artist came over. But it was, like, bring your own makeup bag, and I'll teach you <laughs> how to use your wet and wild shit. <laughs> Like, I'll teach you how to beat your face with that dollar makeup. <laughs> but Michelle was the best, yo. Like, she left with, like, purple, green, orange. Well, I have a hard time making a decision. So one eye was, like, Jem, truly outrageous. Jem uh, is my name. No one else is the same. Jem is my name. Forget it. And then the other eye was, like, business casual... Bank teller, bad yeah. at math look. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like I talked about that for a very long time. Did you? Yes. That's so nice. Because all your friends are like so cool and creative and they just look like a walking Afro punk episode. <laughs> so I was like, I am not worthy. And plus, like at the end, everybody started singing and harmonizing. <laughs> and it was like en vogue. And I started singing. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> like, I am not worthy. No one's turning the chair no. around for this on the voice. <laughs> Oh, we turned the chair around for your makeup. Yes, we did. Oh, well, that's so sweet. That's good. Yeah. So tell me where you're from. <laughs> I can't. I got like all the pillows over here. I'm like, it looks good. <laughs> oh, so tell me where you're from. I don't even know, honey. I'm from Greenville, South Kakalaki. Yes, okay. yes. yes. We are one. Oh, that's we are nice. the world. <laughs> We're all one. We are um, the children. Yeah. yeah, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and I moved here when I was 17 for school. What? Okay. What? What did your parents say? <laughs> they were scared. Okay. My mom. Well, like they were scared, but they also were like, "Just go out and live your dream, do your thing." Right. And I was like, "I'm grown. I don't need y'all." And like, I remember my first Thanksgiving, I decided to stay in New York, and I went to Central Park because <laughs> it was the only place that reminded me of home, just like the trees and the grass. Oh no, just searching for green. Yo, I sat under a tree and I just cried. <laughs> I cried with a journal. Like, journal the oh whole experience. God. Like, I yes. at home. But of course I called him. I was like, I'm good. I don't need y'all. But I did. <laughs> it is an experience, right? Yeah. I mean, because you know the net is always there for you to go home, but it's so scary to even step out and you can't see it, so you don't know. I know. But I think it's amazing that you guys both trust your talent to just keep going. I had to. I felt like there was no other option. Like, right. you just got to do this. And you went even, to Juilliard. I went to the J-Yard. My mother went to Juilliard, too. Your mom went to Juilliard? Really? Yes. Yeah. Like, for real, for real? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wrote a haiku about her today too. <laughs> Can we please? Yes, hear we that? have to hear it. But mom, hearing aid, it connects to the TV. Now we never talk. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so many original hits tonight. <laughs> they just keep coming. I mean. <sighs> When you're 17 coming to New York City, did you walk through Times Square and you're like, 
my face needs to be up there. Oh, girl, I was walking down Times Square trying to find a man. That's really what my mind was on because I had just gotten out of South Carolina. Yeah. And I so were your parents fairly strict because they Very. are in the church? Yeah, my mother's a minister, my father's a deacon. Damn. Yeah. Clergy uh, kids too. Clergy hey, kids. Turn up. Look, oh. excuse me, my uncle's the Archbishop of Jamaica. Oh. Hey, That's why we're all here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Those morals, they got us somewhere. And we all have luscious hair. Uh, all of it. All, my mom used to straighten my hair and cover my freckles and be like, don't talk so loud. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, it's interesting because I really do think it shapes you and I love, and like literally, shapes you. But, no, but... Obviously, my parents are good people, right? They're very religious. It was a lot of like, don't show your breasts, don't cover your knees, don't well, show your shoulders. Why would you show your breasts? <laughs> like, wear a V-neck. Okay, say that then, girl. Say that. <laughs> show your breasts, don't show your breasts. <laughs> That's my mom being like dramatic. Um, yeah, my mom was doing all of that too. She was? She was like, make sure that your uh, pants are over your stomach. You need tights on. Yeah. You need to do this. She always was yeah. hard on me. Etiquette. Yeah, always. So, like, what was the journey to becoming you? Hoeing it up in Times Square. <laughs> Hoeing it up, loosening it up, girl. I'm t- Sometimes you gotta loose. sit and spin on something to, you know, figure out what life is. <laughs> what was it? But how did you come to be? Because oh. I feel like not only are you a role model for for <laughs> ethnic women everywhere that want to act, it's like also the body positivity stuff. It's amazing. Thanks, girl. Yeah, it's you clap Thanks. for that. <laughs> it's amazing. Thanks. And for me, it was a long road of no, you're not going to shame me because that's yeah. your shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I still do it. Like yesterday, this is so personal. Okay, let's get I mean, into it. <laughs> but yesterday, so my friend told me, this is so deep. I'm not going. Try to go that deep, but my friend told me about like doing this like ninety day journaling thing, Mm -hmm. and it's like like forgiving yourself or forgiving other people and blah blah blah. So I was like, you know what? Today, which was yesterday, today (laughs) I'm going to write down everything I like about my body, yes, and everything that I think I don't like. I'm going to find a way to like it, yes, because every day is really like when when I'm good, and the next one I'm like, oh my god. And you, you know, have to so. constantly check yourself, like, am I feeling this way because society thinks yeah. I should or because I want to be a better version of myself? I think, yeah, and that's that a good is thing. like yeah, that. Yeah, to think well, about. trust me, like I used to run half marathons, not full ones. I'm not that African, but I would run <laughs> half marathons with these titties. That's a big deal. Two big it's deals. Ass, honey. Yes. This thing around. Just so no much joke. jello. But, you know, I'm like and I remember losing so much weight for my wedding, 40 pounds. I was wow. like eating all fish and greens, not drinking, exercising twice a day to look good in a white dress because everybody else wanted me to look in this white right. dress. And then when the wedding day came, my dress was too big and it kept sliding off of wow. me. I had a potato and some tequila and blacked out. <laughs> so I don't even remember my fucking wedding. So my thing is, eat and have fun. Yeah. Cornbread fed, baby. Yes. Cornbread fed. So, um, tell me about your fashion line. Yes. So, <laughs> thank you. I just love your audience. So, they I have you. this fashion line. I'm working. I worked with a company called Universal Standard. I worked with them to design three looks. One of which I'm wearing right now. I'm showing the audience. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, this, is, this is the jumpsuit. Not ready. <laughs> and this has two colors. So this is the slate, and then we have a black, which I'm definitely going to make sure that you get up here. Love I've black. It on, but I also on, love gray. Not enough gray things. It's always like black or white. I saw on pop-up video once that uh, gray means, if you like gray, it means you're mentally ill. <laughs> it was on pop-up video. Melissa Etheridge's come to my window. Juliette Lewis is like hitting herself all around the room. It's in there. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. I can't. I, I can and I will. Yeah. Check it out. And they're both stroking the pillow. So, it, I love it. it. It's one, when he does it this way, it's all blue. Yeah, all the pillows are really fun. I know. Though. You can like spell something oh, in the pillow. Bohemian. I was trying to, but being kind of messed it up. <laughs> this is amazing. There you go. There, there you go. go. This is oh, a podcast, by the way. Right? Oh, no. No. Oh, no. No love to the D. Babe. I do anything for the D. What was that like? The challenge? The D challenge? Yes. You remember the D challenge? I'm so bad at rapping, so I did not do that. Ben probably could do it. What do you say? <laughs> He's working on music now, so. Oh, oh my yeah. God, yes. Wait, for the D. Oh, for, for the, the D. D. Yeah. 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 I feel like he All right, so anything D. for the dick. All right. So you'd be like. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. A stroke for the D. I go down for the D. I, I bend over for the D. I make it look easy for the D. Oh. Like something like that. Alright. Alright. All right. Hey, I'm not a rapper, okay? Alright, here we go. I listen real hard for the D. Hey. I'm here for you for the D. Hey. I get you gifts for the D. I remember your birthday for the D. I try to be uh, uh, always understanding for the D. That's a good one. How did you, I just have to know how y'all, how did this happen? This is so New York right here on my couch. Yeah. I love this shit. Oh, yeah. How did y'all mean? We're both not Is it is it really like the episode where y'all were like, smoking weed? Well, goodness gracious, I we wish. had a fun time together. I did. I, 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 first of all, I loved high maintenance before getting to know Ben. Like, I watched it religiously. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was with one of my castmates, Yael, and she was with one of the producers, Russell. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that Russell was one of the producers, but I was like talking about how much I loved high maintenance. And he was like, oh, I'm a producer on the show. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, um, but you know, like, trying to be cool about it. Like, I don't really want to be on the show, but I want to be on the show. And he was like, um, well, I think we might have a... No, I actually did <laughs> press him a little bit. I was like, so... And this is, like, my line for any show I really love. I'm like, well, if y'all need a black woman on there... Yes. <laughs> they needed a black woman, and I got the job. No, I mean, <laughs> listen, so the truth is, I've just... Uh, I'm, like, so into you. And I've been into you ever since I first saw you on that show. Thank you. And I... <laughs> you gonna get on yeah. one knee or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's the truth. Let me find out, Ben. <laughs> She'll hey. take that job for the D. <laughs> I have come a long way from Times Square, okay? <laughs> so you played a real estate agent in high maintenance. 
Yes. I mean, what is that? That world is real because I don't yeah. know what your situation li- was like when you were looking for real estate in New York. It's crazy. But it really is like a second job and it really w- it's telling for people who are just like, I'm going to stay here and do this. I'm doing it right now. I'm looking for a home now mm-hmm. to buy. And it's actually been crazy because the real estate agent was like, this is crazy. I watched your episode of High Maintenance uh-huh. and you were a real estate agent. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now find me a home. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to get a brownstone together? Together. <laughs> a brownstone? I'll take I'll take the top um, floor. I'll if you gonna take the tenant part and you can pay me yeah. <laughs> to stay there. You you would let me be your tenant? Mm, we have to talk about it. This is All getting right. can I be your lawyer? Because this we is getting to talk awkward. About it. Wait, I mean, this might not be a bad idea. I'm just trying to be a rascal. I don't know, man. I was Wait, can I ask you guys a question on, on the real tip? Yes. What? I feel like you guys are very bold and very fierce. Um, it's people who are not from New York and come to New York and decide to do something. That is fucking wild. What makes you say, okay, I'm going to get up and do this? What makes you say, I'm going to leave the comforts of my home in South Carolina? What makes you say, oh, you know what? I don't have a TV show, but I'll just create one and put it on Vimeo and then have it be a really fucking popular show. Like, what makes you fucking do that? Well, I said something before about uh, liking to be naked, so to speak. And I think that I just, it sounds, it's probably the most cliche thing to say, but I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like the first job I ever got in New York was like uh, staffing solutions, uh, what do you call it, temping. And then I was like, oh, I should learn how to do PowerPoint. That would probably be helpful for this job. That was like when I was like, I want to be the best temp I can be. <laughs> And then, and then I made this PowerPoint presentation about just how shitty my life was at the time. <laughs> just like, uh, just like graphs of like, like there was like one that was like when I arrived, I had like this uh, house, like no housing and no job, and this and like and like HPV, and that was like a hundred percent HPV. You and then HPV you saw too? this. And then this pro- you saw this progress chart where like everything went down, but the HPV stood right up at 100%. <laughs> and, and I just couldn't help but turn this like stupid ass office job into like a way to just be like, oh, I hurt, or oh, I, 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 I like, look at me. Like, I, I don't know, man. It, it's just, I don't know what else to do. For me, it's always really been about being that girl that I wanted to see growing up. Mm. And how can I do that? So how can I be everything that I wanted to see? How can I create everything I wanted to have? Yes. How can I do that? And Did um, you have role models? Like who did? Because I was Ed Vogue and Janet Jackson. <laughs> um, I had some role models. Um, who? Remember Moesha? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. The the her best friend. Yes. She, Countess Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. I loved wow. Countess Vaughn growing up. She was up. great, wasn't she? Yeah. She was amazing. She was free. She was free. She was free. She was so talented. She was thick. You know, dark skinned woman, could sing, was funny, and was just killing it. She did the Parkers, Moesha. Like she was dope. You know, I mean everybody has their struggles. So, you yeah. know, but 
but I just really admired her growing up. And there wasn't many that were like me that were closer to my age. Like you had Queen Latifah and things, but like they're still like 20 years older than me. So somebody that was like a teenager mm-hmm. to look up to. Yeah, yeah, like I'm super young too. Adult. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh, that always gets me in trouble. No, but um, <laughs> no, I get that. So it's like be the role model for yourself. Yeah, that's so important to me. It like, cause is. I just want it to be, like for like uh, young girls. I want them to look and be like, damn, yeah. Like Danny's so much. She's being herself. She's living in her body fully. She's not ashamed of who she is. I can do that. I want to live free like that. I don't want to be anything other than that. You know? Yeah, clap for that. That is beautiful. Oh my God, I'm fucking moist. It's game time. It's time to talk to some audience members who have some questions, but they are asking for a friend. Dot, dot, dot. But we all know what that really means. Can we do that one more time? Tanya F. Where? Yes, honey, don't be scared. Hi, boo-boo. You got the mic. What's your question, Tanya F.? My question, uh, I'm asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we are eagerly awaiting summer, and we're wondering where in the city is the best place to be topless. Like with no top. <laughs> like with no top. Yo, house. <laughs> Yo, house, the bathroom, the kitchen, any place you want. <laughs> Tanya F., I would tell your friend, wink, wink. Ooh, if your friend has brown titties, there's power in that. Okay. You know, technically, the rule in New York, you can be topless anywhere. So, mm. <laughs> dealer's choice, I guess. Where is Sal S? What's up? Hi, boo. Hey. What is Sal short for? Salatiel. Bitch. <laughs> All right. Nice to meet you, Salatiel. Um, so I'm asking for a friend. What are the best place, public places to smoke weed in New York City? I don't. Rob, you live in Jersey. <laughs> With discretion. And because uh, I think marijuana is becoming a social norm. So I'm not afraid to smoke on the street. Um, I know that there's a thing for minorities in this world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't get coffee at Starbucks? You or know just what I'm even saying? sit at and, Starbucks? And it's a thing. And uh, shout out to all my black brothers that's in jail as this thing is becoming a social norm. Um, but because of that, I say fuck you to the system. And I actually roll my joint and I smoke on the streets. And I actually, Ooh. yeah. And y'all ain't got to clap for that. It's all good. <laughs> like, <so. laughs> It's a personal choice, you know what I'm saying? It's a personal choice. But um, for me, I'm pushing the agenda for it to become a social norm. That if you walk past me while I'm sitting on a stoop and you smell that cologne, you smell that cologne. And that's just what it is, you know what I'm saying? So I think that you should be discreet. Just stay away from these cops. What do you say? I feel like... it's, It's always that question because like I'm like known for smoking weed and I do smoke on the street and like sometimes I'm like dude this feels like not fair this is like fucked up you know what I mean but then I'm like 
do what? Do I just want to like play by the rules and just let more people go to jail? And then, or do I want to like be part of making the culture so people don't go to jail for this thing? And I mean, my objective has been normalization and a little uh, for a little bit of it because it fucking sucks. It's right. terrible. Yeah. 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 And the and the thing is, it's just like gay marriage or anything else. Like, you know, now we have um, a lot of sitcoms and movies about gay relationships. And when it bleeds into pop culture, it'll bleed into the homes for a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why it's so important that we're all here today supporting the fucking arts. Because I do believe it starts with the fucking arts. Yeah, it certainly does. <sighs> so, so to answer your question, Kips Bay yeah. is, the best, <laughs> is the best yes. place to smoke weed in New York City. Yeah. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much for coming to the show. I'm Michelle Biteau, Ben Sinclair, Daniel Brooks, Rob Lewis, you, Late Night Whatever. Damn. I can't. I almost forgot. God, Rob, we learned so much tonight. I mean, yes. Ben, get it, honey. Ben, get it. Yes, yes. I love having friends that do stuff. I realized so much tonight. You can feel free naked. You should smoke wherever you want. And at some point in your life, you just need to sit and spin on that dick and put some sunglasses on it. Like I said before, Rob Lewis. Michelle Buteau, Daniel Brooks, Ben Sinclair, Late Night Whatever! Late Night Whenever is brought to you by WNYC Studios. This podcast is produced by Joanna Solitaroff, Paula Schumann, Jennifer Sendro, Daniel Guimet, and Marion Schauberg, with Isaac Jones, Chase Colpin, Sarah Sambach, Caroline English, and Melissa Chusid. Music by Rob Lewis. Add music by Isaac Jones. We want to make this thing official. Instagram official. Follow us at whenever. We've got videos of me and Rob Lewis, dreamy photos, and even some sweet-ass gifts. And while we're committing and saying yes to that dress, subscribe to Late Night Whenever wherever you get your podcasts. Do I need help? <laughs> I mean, is this a good time to be like, don't be so independent, ask for help. But also like, you should just know, like don't be a motherfucking mind reader, but like know what I need before I need it. 